Welcome to the Save the Date Wedding Podcast with your host, Alicia McCormack. Alicia will keep you on budget and on track so you can plan your big day without the big price tag. Today on the Save the Date Wedding Podcast, I am talking the bridal party. Woo, woo! Oh, that was an awful noise. I apologize. The bridal party. Now, this is no small topic, and today specifically, I'm going to be talking about bridesmaids and selecting your bridesmaids. If you want to have bridesmaids, there's no pressure. And also some of the weird energy that can surround weddings. I'm not getting all woo-woo on you here. I just mean weddings make people act differently, which is not always bad. Weddings bring out the best of people, but they can also bring out the worst of people. And sometimes you see friends and family act in really strange ways and it's hard to understand why they're acting this way. And that's what I want to talk about today. It's not a negative show. It's all more about just saying, hey, we all reacted things in different ways and bridal parties in particular. I mean, shit goes down. It really does at weddings and surrounding weddings. So I thought, let's just get it out in the open. And uh, there will be an upcoming episode where we talk more about the roles of the bridal party. But today I thought it'd be fun just to look at more of the emotional stuff and some of the funny and weird stories behind wedding planning when it comes to bridesmaids. On this episode, I have Kat Williams from Rock and Roll Bride and also Jessica from The Budget Savvy Bride. Well, she is The Budget Savvy Bride. They're both giving their thoughts on bridesmaids and uh, and some of the constraints and also areas that you don't always think about, like budget and uh, financial restrictions that are placed upon the bridal party. And it's cool. You don't necessarily think when you're asking a bridesmaid how much money they might be spending on your wedding. And it's it's not the first question that you want to ask. Hey, can you afford to be in my wedding? It can be really uncomfortable. Now, if you are listening to this going, oh, Alicia, that sounds a little rough. I don't even want to have a bridal party if it's going to be trouble. No, that's not what I'm getting at at all. That's not the vibes that I want to put out there. I just, uh, I think it's important to talk about this stuff because you want to have the best day possible. You want your bridal party to really enjoy it and not find it to be a chore or some sort of living hell. So let's get it all out in the open and have a chat and get it all fixed before it even happens. Now, you might not be even having a bridal party. I don't want you to switch off. If you're saying, I don't want to have anyone involved in my wedding at all, keep listening. Please, don't go anywhere. I just might change your mind by the end of this podcast. You might be asking 14 of your nearest and dearest friends to be your bridal party. Who knows? If you're not having a full bridal party, maybe you're just having a maid of honor and a best man. There are lots of different combinations out there and there are lots of different roles that people choose to include their family and friends. Some people have eight groomsmen and eight bridesmaids because they don't want to feel bad about not asking all of their reasonably close friends to be involved and someone they've just met at the supermarket last week. That happens. And if you want to be involved in uh, organizing 16 people, go ahead. I challenge you. Have you got a an usher? I never really know what an usher is. We're going to get to that. I feel like there are some roles that we just give people in <laughs> in weddings just to shut them up and say you get it. You had a special role today. You're looking after the guest book. Not really a good job, but you know you give it to people. Sorry for all the guest book people out there. It is an important job. You got to stand by the book. You've got to make sure the pen's there, and you have to make sure people. Contribute to the book in a sensible manner and not draw rude things in there in case they've had a couple of drinks. Very important. 
Sorry for making your job seem lame. You get to manage that book. The big topic today is, have you asked your people to be a bridesmaid or a groomsman yet? I'm probably talking more about bridesmaids. I'm going to be honest with you. Groomsman feels like another topic that I need to get a bloke in to discuss things. But have you decided who you're going to be asking? Have you asked them? If not, we're going to talk about who to pick and uh, who is the best person or people to be helping you out on the big day. Because really, bridesmaids are helpers. In the oldie times, bridesmaids and groomsmen, they all wore the same thing as the bride and groom because then they would stand up the front of the church or wherever they got hitched and it would prevent the evil spirits from knowing who to infect with their evil spiritness so that the brides and grooms all look the same and the bridesmaids look the same and the groomsmen look the same. So, you know, anyone could be infected with the evil spirits. So Google tells me. If you're some sort of bridesmaid historian, sorry, I'm sorry. I told that in a terrible way, but you know, history. Moving on now with the bridesmaid topic, I want you, I wanted to start this episode by doing a little bit of a, doing a little bit of a imagination journey time. If you're on a bus or something, close your eyes. If you're driving, don't. Don't close your eyes. It's trouble. I want you to picture your wedding day and the lead up to your wedding day and who the people are that mean the most to you, who the most important people that, uh, besides your mum and dad and, you know, I don't know, relatives, who the people are that you want to be standing next to you or in grabbing distance from you and why they are important to you and why you would like them to be part of your wedding. Now, you may not want to have a bridal party per se. You might not want to have, um, you know, bridesmaids and groomsmen all wearing matchy-matchy clothes and standing up at the altar with you. I know Rich and I, we decided we wanted to have a wedding party, but we really didn't want to have them standing up next to us during the wedding ceremony. That was a personal choice. To me, the most important thing was to have my lovely friends, which included my beautiful friend Dan and my oh amazing friend Julia, who emceed our wedding, get ready with me on the day. So we had a little, you know, the house that we were getting married in had a smaller private house, which makes it sound fancier than it is, uh, away from the main venue. And we all just hung around in the morning um, after doing a lot of work setting up our wedding. We hung around and had some champs and had some photos taken and uh, dicked around. It was really good fun. And that's what was most important to me. It wasn't necessarily about having, uh, you know, 15 girls standing next to me in matching clothes. Maybe that's what you want. And I salute you, matching clothes brides. Because it's a lot of extra work that you have to do, but very doable, very manageable if you pick the right people. So to kick it off, I wanted to ask you, we're still doing our imagination thing, by the way. Listen to me. I've already talked about me. You're imagining me. I hope you visualized my wedding and now we're still doing our wedding imagination. To kick it off, I'm going back into my quiet imagination voice for you. To kick it off, I want you to imagine the people that are the most important people to you and why they are the most important people to you and why you want them to be there on your wedding day and what they can do to help you along the way to make it the most fabulous, memorable day of your life. No pressure because there might be other fabulous, memorable days because I hate the fact that people say your wedding day has to be the best day of your life. I'm sure there's going to be many other amazing days. So picturing those people. Now, I want you to block out 
obligation people, people that you think should be there because A, they invited you to be a bridesmaid or you went to university with them and you always promised that when you got married that they would be a bridesmaid or your mum says that you have to have this person as a bridesmaid because she promised your auntie or someone that they would be a bridesmaid. You've got to stop all that obligation stuff. I want you to picture who you absolutely want. Are they the people on the list? Big questions. I can't hear you answer, but I, you know, tell the person next to you on the bus. Is that the person that you picked? Are they the people that you really want? Are there people on the list that are not necessarily people that you want there, but now you've picked and you can't unpick them now? Well, you can, but it sort of turns into a bit of a Maury Povich-style situation. You don't know how many people on... I've joined all these lovely Facebook forums of people planning their wedding. I sort of lurk and read questions and sometimes reply, and it's really nice. But there have been quite a few quite brutal posts from girls going, I hate that bitch now. I don't want her to be my bridesmaid anymore, and I've told her so. Mm-hmm. And you just go, well, that's unpleasant. That's unpleasant. How is this girl, what has she done in the first place to wrong you? And surely one little fight or one some sort of incident can't unbridesmaid you. You have to do something pretty bad, I would say, to be unbridesmaided. However, maybe you've chosen the wrong person in the first place and she wouldn't have acted that way if she was a true friend and a true bridesmaid material. Or maybe that bride was just being a biatch herself and deserved everything she got. <laughs> I can't judge from a two-line Facebook post, but this woman was really angry. Looking at roles, in, in in the traditional world, if we're looking at, you know, straight up and down what a bridesmaid usually does when it comes to a wedding, a bridesmaid is there for a support network. Maybe you don't need support at the moment. You're mine on the day. You're mine in the lead up to the wedding. Not all bridesmaids and, and members of the bridal party, as we've said, live in the same place. So there might be uh, a different emphasis on people that live close by to you that can help you out and maybe go to events and appointments with you prior to the wedding. So be sure to think about the location of where these people are living and how quickly and closely they can get to appointments, for example, and how inclusive you want them to be in those sort of events. I remember I was in my cousin Claire's wedding and I was so delighted to be a part of her big day. And the only thing is at the time of my my life, I was, I worked in TV. It was very up and down. My work in, was freelance work. So you never knew, sort of knew when you were available and you had to take work whenever you could. And also money wasn't free flowing for me at that time. And I felt really terrible that I couldn't fly interstate to be a part of, you know, her dress fitting and to part of those sort of events that I really wanted to be a part of. But it, financially, it was really difficult for me. These were totally my choices and it was totally my own personal situation. And I know that she understood, but at the time it felt really, um, you know, I felt really bad about it because it wasn't a situation where I could throw money at things that I would have loved to have thrown money at, such as extra travel, you know, going in and spending that time with her. But she understood and we had an amazing day and it was a completely memorable experience and I was grateful to be a part of it. But I think one thing is you must be aware as someone organizing a wedding, it's not only expensive for you, but for a lot of the bridal party, and it depends on where you're living as well, but for a lot of the bridal party, it's a pretty expensive experience. And it depends who you are and your background and your financial abilities and financial 
opportunities that you've had in your life, but it can be confronting for bridesmaids and groomsmen that have been asked to be a part of a wedding. And if they're not financially that stable or well off, it can sometimes be a lot of pressure. So not to be Debbie Downer on you, but I I think it's important to consider your bridal party's financial situation and not have to make a big deal about it. I'm not saying you, you say, I know, Susie, you're really poor, but I've found a cheaper dress for you. I don't mean that, but just consider, I think it's always really nice to consider everyone's situations and and not make a big deal of it, but just be aware that sometimes it's not as easy for other people as it may be for you. And it doesn't mean they don't care as much. It just means they might not have access to credit cards and additional funds. The Save the Date Wedding Podcast brings all your favorite bloggers, experts, and wedding-y things straight to your ears and your brain. The Save the Date Wedding Podcast is an international podcast. It has no boundaries. It has no boundaries. I talk to everyone. had a lovely message from a, a listener in Japan recently. And uh, gosh, I'd like to know more about you, lovely Japan listener. You know who you are. I really um, am, am fascinated by international traditions, especially when it comes to cash. <laughs> Because every country has a different way of um, dealing with financial obligations when it comes to money, vis-a-vis parents paying for weddings. Some countries, parents always pay for weddings and it's seen as a great disservice if you choose to pay for your own wedding because it's a tradition that the parents pay for it. Fine. Good luck to you if that's the situation you're in. It's also to do with the groomsmen and the bridesmaids about who pays for what when it comes to the big day. Now, it, this is also a very individual choice. If you are cashed up to the eyeballs, pay for everything. Be nice. <laughs> but if you aren't, you know, I've been in weddings where in Australia where I have paid as a bridesmaid, paid for my own dress and accessories, and I've also been in weddings where the bridal party all their bits and pieces have been paid for by the brides and groom now that's completely an individual decision and i know that traditionally in the states especially if you're a bridesmaid you pay for your own stuff so recently i had jessica from the budget savvy bride on the show and she answered a a listener question for me and i just wanted to replay a little bit of that the question um that was being answered was about who pays for what and jessica had some great advice when it comes to helping people out. I think it really depends on your personal financial situation. Um, We did not pay for our bridesmaids dresses or our groomsmen's suits or anything like that. Um, But, you know, occasionally people do as a really nice gesture. If they're in a financial situation to be able to do that, it's a really nice bonus. But Mm. um, in general, most bridesmaids um, will pay for their own attire. Um, One thing that a lot of brides do will they'll will be they'll will pay for um, like the jewelry or accessories or the shoes um, to kind of offset the cost a little bit. Um, but in general, you know, if it's really outside of your uh, personal budget to be able to do that, you know, I think your you know best friends will understand, and you know maybe you can come to a compromise like having them choose you know, their own dress, um, something simple, like just a black dress, they can wear something they already own or, you know, just depending on the style, there's a lot of different things you could do, um, to kind of keep the cost down for them or give them a specific color swatch and tell them to buy a dress with that color. And then they can spend the level 
um, that they're comfortable with spending on the dress. Yeah. Um, so I think you definitely have options, but if you're not personally able to pay for it, don't feel guilty. Just explain them to the, explain it to them and, and, and let them know that you wish you could, but maybe just aren't able to afford it. And I'm sure, you know, these people are your best friends. They love you. They're going to understand. Exactly. I couldn't have said it better myself, Jessica. The whole point, and this is what I go back to obligation guests a couple of minutes ago. If these people, if these are the people you really want to be a part of your big day, they're going to do whatever they can to help you out and to be emotionally supportive and also financially supportive. Now, I'm not saying that you ask them to buy $800 dresses or 800 pound dresses. I think that's unreasonable. And that's also goes back to the point of going, understand your friend's financial situation and try and compromise and be reasonable because to me it's much more about their presence than them wearing some sort of a very expensive gown that they'll never wear again and if they do they'll be scared because it's worth so much money so again if you pick people that don't get it and you pick people that are obligation people that don't know you very well or you aren't very comfortable in communicating that to them that's when trouble arises because if you can't communicate and say hey this is where I'm this is what I'm thinking or this is how much money have you are you feeling cool with that and their obligation bridesmaids or groomsmen this is when it gets a little tricky One phrase I love to use when it comes to weddings is worlds collide. It's a Seinfeld phrase. You've probably heard it. George Costanza says, you know, you don't want to have worlds collide. You want your worlds to say, stay separately. Meaning, you know, friends from one part of your world, if they collide with friends from other parts of your world, they know different use in a way. I mean, you should be yourself around all friends, but you do find, you know, friends that you've known since you were 10, you might act differently to, say, a friend you met at work when you're 26. It's just, that's life. We all change and we all evolve and we all act different ways at different parts of our life. And perhaps they know more about you than others. I don't know what I mean by that. But, you know, we've got friends that know things that you've done or experienced together. And you might not necessarily be sharing some of that stuff with office friends, for example. But now Facebook's around. Sometimes that's a bit unavoidable. So when it does come to the wedding planning time and you've perhaps asked different friends from different Worlds Collide groups to come together, it can sometimes be tricky, especially when it comes to ladies and being competitive bitches. Now, I want to put my feminist hat on and say that this is not just a female problem. It's just something that we do and communicate in a different way to men. This exact same incident would be happening with guys. I will guarantee you that. But guys don't necessarily always come out and make it obvious. They'll just push it down deep and then deal with it in 43 years' time. So when it comes to bringing female friends together that you're very close to as a bride and you're asking them to come together and work together... Sometimes shit can get a little little tricky. I was speaking to a girlfriend recently about an experience she'd had at another mutual friend's uh, wedding, which I wasn't at. Uh, but she sort of said that the bridesmaid, she was a bridesmaid in this wedding, and the other, one of the other bridesmaids said, and this, I shit you not, this happened, and it's something, I will play you the clip, it was just like out of the movie Bridesmaids. One of the other bridesmaids kept referring to the bride as her very best friend in the whole world. And it became a bit of a joke amongst the bridal party because this girl was so desperate to to put ownership down of this this bride. 
and how important their friendship was over everyone else's friendship that, you know, by the end of it, no one wanted to sit with her. (laughs) Her intense love and dedication to the friendship drove the rest of the bridal party away. Here's the clip I'm talking about. I mean, I could play just the whole film, the audio from the whole film, Bridesmaids, because it's pretty much referring to everything I'm talking about in this episode. But this specific moment is when the engagement party happens and uh, the two dueling bridesmaids make the speeches that just go on and on and they're trying to one-up each other. It's classic. You're so special to me because, well, one of the reasons is because I've known you my, my whole entire life and you've really helped shape who I am. I just want to thank you for carefully selecting me as your maid of honor. <laughs> I know you had uh, some other choices, but um, you're like my sister, and I love you. Well, that concludes the speeches for the night. Thank you. One last thing. I, it's rare to meet someone as an adult who you really connect with, and that's you, Lil. I feel so close to you and can trust you. You're my angel and soulmate, and I feel I can communicate with you with simply a look oh my god you know these women exist that's the beauty of that whole movie is that you know everything probably happened to one of those girls that wrote it so look it, it, it's very difficult when it comes to competitive natures uh, and the competitive aspects of bridesmaids and perhaps you just need to ignore it and know that if you've picked the right gals even if they are raging crazy if that's all happening that they do it in their own time and don't involve you as a bride. That's where the line needs to be drawn. If this stuff is happening, hopefully it's happening backstage behind the scenes. And maybe they just need to take a couple of minutes to check out their lives and figure out why they need to be so competitive when it comes to friendships. And maybe they could spend the time when they're hating on the other girl or deciding if they're better friends with you than the other girl is. Maybe they could just get to know each other, sit down and have a lovely cup of coffee and share some moments and realize that they could be friends too. Probably not though, because this is reality. And for whatever reason, they may never get along. And that's not your problem. It's nice if people get along. And it's nice if you organize some events prior to the wedding where everyone can get together and get to know each other and get along. That's a really good, that's a really good thing. But it's not always the reality. One lady I can guarantee will always tell it like it is, is uh, one of my favorite outspoken Proudly loudmouth guests, and that is Cat Williams from Rock and Roll Bride. I asked her about. Well, I'm going to be a bridesmaid for the first time ever next year for the friend that was my bridesmaid, but she's very laid back, so I think it will be excellent. And I'm the only one, so I can pick whatever I want to wear. Oh, I love it. Well, I, I, you know, I just said to my girls, I wasn't really into the idea of bridesmaids, and I just said, you're my friends, come along, just wear a black dress. That's all I ask you to do. And then they didn't really, you know, they just look gorgeous. Yeah. They were happy and comfortable and we didn't really buy into any other bullshit that is attached to the bridesmaid stuff. You know what really annoys me and people are probably going to uh, disagree with me, but is all this stuff on Pinterest about getting special cards made to say, be my bridesmaid <laughs> and, you know, little morning robes for the day with brides, bridesmaid number one written on it. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, I hate it. I know. I have to say, I have two stories about this. So the first story is, on my wedding morning, I didn't think about what I was going to wear at all. Right. I just ended up wearing, like, a green T-shirt. And now I look back at the photos and I'm like, why the fuck am I wearing that? It's horrible. <laughs> so I kind of feel like I thought about I wish I'd thought about it. Um, but, yeah, I don't think we need matching robes. And the other story is that my friend, who I'm being a bridesmaid for next year, 
we went like into London a little while ago to do dress fittings and stuff. And she gave me, she was like, oh, I was like looking on Pinterest and stuff and Etsy to give you like this thing to ask you. And I bought you this little felt fortune cookie and I put a little note in it, but it's really shit and I'm really sorry it showed up and it's really horrible. (laughs) And I was like, I already know I'm going to be your bridesmaid. You already asked me. You don't have to give me a felt fortune cookie. Yeah, I just... I feel like all this stuff is just another way for people to make more coin out of weddings that don't necessarily need to be spent. Well, exactly. Now, I want to just say now I'm hyper aware that I may be sounding a little a bit uh, about Nasty Nelly. I sound a little bit like I'm being a bit negative about the bridesmaid experience, and I'm so not doing that because there are so many fabulous ways that you can come together as friends and support each other. I just really wanted to bring this episode together by sort of saying, just make sure you're making the decisions that are right for you. As I always say in this podcast, the wedding's about your union. It isn't about having some sort of super friend off to see who is a better friend and who can work harder to impress you and be the best bridesmaid or maid of honor ever. That's lame, and uh, if that's your intention as a bride, then have a special sit-down, take a breath, and uh, take a Xanax. Really to try and put you in the mindset of who you really want to be involved in your big day. I know we've talked about guest lists and people coming along and feeling obligated, but the big thing is the bridal party are really personal. You're spending a lot of time with them. Hopefully you enjoy their company. You want to celebrate with them. You want to have these amazing experiences that you can look back on and laugh when you're a hundred years old, possibly earlier, maybe 80, maybe next week. And that's the most important part of the whole day is to share it with your friends and family and loved ones. And have a good time. Really, that's what it's about. Weddings, fun. Weddings, love. Weddings, don't get angry at each other. If you are having bridesmaid problems, bridesmaids issues, maybe you're a bride and a bridesmaid. Not in the same thing because that would be weird, but maybe you are also a bride or you have had past issues as a bridesmaid and now you're planning your own wedding and don't want to make the same sort of mistake you don't want to go down the same path of crazy delirium that is fighting with friends for no reason then do get in touch save the date podcast.com or tweet me at save the date pc that is my twitter account love it if you could follow me on facebook it's more like really isn't it you could like me on facebook i post lots of different things to all the different networks keeps me very busy I love connecting with new brides and grooms, people organizing their wedding, wedding bloggers, wedding experts, wedding vendors, whoever. Just get in touch. Connect and I will definitely connect back with you. It's just a connection festival, really, on the Save the Date Wedding Podcast. My name is Alicia McCormack. I am really happy that you joined me today and spent the time. And hopefully you have learned something. You've warmed to the idea of of being honest and open with your bridal party. And, uh... You will rejoin me again on Monday and Thursday when my episodes are released. If you're a subscriber, they will be delivered straight to your little iPhone or Android device or computer. So you won't have to ever think about it. Look at that. That's the benefit of subscribing. I cannot bang on about that enough. Happy days.